Hey there, Rideaholics! Uh, welcome back to the Bike Tour Adventures Ridecast. I am Chris Manaski, the host of the podcast, and currently on my bikepacking Canada adventure. And uh, I think this is day 18. Day 18, so... The, uh, the last day before I rest, I, I had a lofty goal of... Oh man, I got up early. I got in late last night. I think I, if you listen to the previous one, you know I biked until about 11 p.m. Had the goal of getting up really early, getting into Teslin and uh, having a proper meal there, getting some groceries, and then making my way to Whitehorse. So I set my alarm for five. I thought maybe four, but I was like, you know what? It was already midnight, and uh, by the time I set everything up and... I was like, five hours sleep should do it. <clears throat> so I woke up at five and it was raining and I thought, well, I'll wait a bit because it's still a little bit hard and it just sucks to get up and ride in the rain. If if you're racing, it makes sense. But if you're just trying to push your limits and do big days, I mean, you could also just enjoy riding and not rain. So, got you know, it makes sense. Um, so I got up at six and... Uh, by now, I had already left Fedor the night before, the evening before, at around 8 p.m. <clears throat> and 6 a.m., I got up. I was on the road, cycling towards Teslin. And it was nice. I mean, it was cool. So I was wearing my layers for sure. But the roads were good. No major climbs. Nothing crazy. And then I saw the warning signs for loose gravel ahead. And I was like, oh, crap. Not again. You know, they're chip seal roads instead of, or chip and tar as we call it in Ontario. Instead of uh, paving, they just put down gravel, put some kind of tar on top of it, then put more gravel and it gets all crushed together and makes a fairly road-like surface. Um, <clears throat> five kilometers long. So I started walking and I was walking and I was like, this sucks. You know, it was warming me up, so I was walking and just, yeah, just having at her. And th then it started getting a little more um, packed down. So it, there were sections where, like, it started being less loose. And, you know, at least where the cars ride, it was pretty flat with the occasional rock. So I started riding and just kind of crossed my fingers and hoped I didn't get a blowout. And did my best not to go too fast and just to avoid any sharp-looking rocks. So after about 5K, <clears throat> um, I made it through that and basically had a pretty uneventful ride into Teslin. Um, you know, it was 57 kilometers. I was hungry. I stopped on the side of the road, literally opened my food bag, pulled out a pita or like a wrap, pulled out my peanut butter and honey from the other pouch, poured a bunch on. And ate that kind of miserably while still straddling my bike because I didn't want to stop. And, like, there was no picnic tables around stuff. So I was like, if I stopped, it was just, I have to find somewhere to put my bike and all these things. So I just did it all standing up. And uh, carried on. So 57K, it was pretty tiring. I, I wasn't feeling super motivated. Maybe just the lack of coffee, the lack of a nice proper breakfast. I was out of oatmeal, so there was that. And, um, yeah, I got to Teslin at right around 9.45 or so in the morning. Perfect. Uh, 
And uh, I stopped at their one and only restaurant, which is at the gas station. They were only serving takeout, but that was okay. Bottomless coffees. So I would just sat outside. I, I plugged some devices into charge. I sat outside opposite that window on the the, the kind of like deck, balcony. No, it's more of a deck on the deck. <clears throat> and drank a coffee and ordered some uh, some proper food. Bacon, eggs, sausage, hash browns, all the trimmings. Beautiful, delicious and uh, while I was sitting there, there was a uh, German guy that was on a motorbike trip, and we had a good chat, and he pulled out a flask, and he was pouring stuff into his coffee. I was like, that's maple syrup, isn't it? And he's like, yeah. He's like, want some? I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I added a bit of maple syrup and topped up my coffee inside and had this delicious maple coffee. And um, from there, I... Um, yeah, I was just kind of chilling out, letting things charge, and an RCMP cop guy, officer, came over and was chatting with me and asking about my bike and just looking at it. You know, avid cyclist as well. His name was uh, Jeff Mike with a Y, so I, I thought it was funny. Two first names. He's like, but it's Mike with a Y, so it's unusual. I was like, fair enough. He, uh, We were talking about my tires and the condition and trying to get to Whitehorse, and he said, oh, man, there's a really bad section of... Uh, chip seal right after you leave tesla and goes for a dozen kilometers or so um he said but i might have a gravel tire at home he's like i, I had bought some for my road bike and it turned out they didn't fit there were 32 mils i couldn't fit more than 28s um he's like let me go check if i have it it's all yours and uh so he went and did that and he also said he had to go do a patrol up because they, they they have a you know a region of uh, <clears throat> their area that they monitor so he usually drives up every shift at least once up that highway or at the most once maybe and so he said oh i gotta go probably 50 60k up the road so i could give you a ride and uh drop you off past all that and you know help you along your way to whitehorse and make you not have such a long exhausting day so fair enough i was like that's awesome and uh after all that charging and coffees i think i had three coffees i went across to the trading post which is like in uh Northern Ontario and small communities along BC and stuff, they, they call a, your general store like a trading post. So it's, they, they sell everything, you know, they might sell food, um, some kind of clothing, souvenirs, all, all kinds of stuff. So I went to the trading post to, to buy a bit of food, which turned out to be junk food mostly, and a cup of uh, instant Korean noodles, which I thought, since I'm going to make it to... White horse today, I just need one dinner, and my bags were pretty low at that time. And, um, yeah, and then Jeff came by and saw me, and he said, hey, do you still want to ride? So he took the wheels off, threw them in his truck, threw the bike in the back of the truck, and I jumped in the the, the cruiser, and off we went. And, uh, but, you know, when he realized it was from Ontario, he's like, oh, you're from Ontario? Um, I said, well, yeah, Ontario slash Chelsea, Quebec, but... He said, how long were you in BC? I said, since the 29th of June. He said, okay, no problem. I said, I'll put on my mask just so you feel more comfortable. But, you know, same story as uh, even the cop was like, oh, yeah, if you've been in BC for over two weeks, I'm, I'm not worried. So, you know, interesting how, uh, oops, sorry, I'm making a bunch of noise. Interesting how uh, the perspectives of the guy at the border who is just anybody from any government department and what the the cop is who's dealing with people every day and 
completely different perspective on things. So, uh, yeah, he drove me to, oh, I forget the name of the park, but um, it's a campsite that's 12 bucks a night, but just uh, took me up there to a picnic table where we could get the bike out and put the wheels back on and wished me well and was on his way. Great dude. Awesome. Like, had a great conversation um, about, you know, life in the RCMP and living in the north and the territories and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, he's a serious cyclist, loves road biking and... It was, yeah, it was just a, it was a nice, nice, uh, hour or so hanging out with him and having these discussions. Uh, after leaving this lake, I proceeded to make my way towards a uh, whitehorse and I was think about 130 kilometers away still, 125 maybe. And, uh, so I just got on my way and when I got to, I think it's called Johnson's crossing or Jake's crossing, Johnson's crossing, I think. Um, that's where you would turn left to go to the car cross and, um, <clears throat> Skagway. Uh, I just kept going straight, but I knew that at Johnson's crossings, the road gets super nice and we are talking super smooth, really wide shoulders, no gravel on them. I think it's like, that's now part of this jurisdiction of Whitehorse and they take much, much better care of the roads. And that went on until like 30 K out from Whitehorse huge distance probably 50 60k of beautiful tarmac and i was making sweet time like wasn't too much climbing a lot of downhill there was a bit of a headwind which as usual sucks but you know you just make do and i got to marsh lake which is a really big lake on the suburbs of whitehorse and stopped there at the wreck campsite and uh had some dinner talked to my wife, talked to a couple of friends, and then um, made my way in the last uh, 30k or so, 30-40k to Whitehorse, and um, just as I was getting to the top of the, the hill before descending into Whitehorse, I see the sign saying road bike race in progress, and I was like, what? And I talked to the guy, one of the volunteers, and he says, yeah, we have a the, the youth road bike team, and uh, youth and others, I guess it's not just youth, but it's meant for youth development. And, uh, they were having like time 17 K time trials. So I started rocking it. He said, you'll see them about eight and a half a K up the road. So I just pushing it and waving high and cheering on everybody as I went by as, or as they went by on the other side for me. And, uh, as they were on the way out, but and I was on the way in <clears throat> getting to the end, I just, uh, stopped at their booth and they offered me some chips and a banana, which was great. And I had just a really nice conversation about my tour, about cycling and Yukon, about the development of the, how they, how they progress and try to develop the youth. And, uh, I met this really cool dude named Denny. Um, he had bike tour across Canada. He had bike toured across Canada a couple of years prior. And he said, you know, he was just always awestruck by the kindness and uh, generosity of all the Canadians he met. And he says, you know, I can't tell you how many times I got somewhere and somebody bought me a beer. So he's like, hold on a second. He reaches into his wallet, pulls out 20 bucks and says, because I told him I was going to go to a brewery and enjoy a nice beer at the end of this day. And he said, here, your first couple beers are on me. So that was really, really cool. So Danny, if you are listening to this, you rock my man. I really appreciated it. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, so I went to a brewery for a little while. had some time to kill before uh, meeting up with uh, my hosts who were out for the evening with some friends. And uh, 
had a nice pint of beer, a couple snacks, and then I uh, I made my way up to uh, to Anthony's place, which I uh, had previously met in Dee Lake. So, um, yeah, and that was the end of my northern direction, I guess. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, through discussions with people, I mean, a lot of people said there's a, there's a, Greyhound has shut down their services in this part of the Yukon. They said that there was a shuttle organized by the Watson Lake uh, tribe. Not sure what they're called, but the, the First Nations tribe around Watson Lake that comes three times a week, but it wouldn't leave until Monday, and it was $150. And I was like, if it leaves Monday afternoon, I mean, I could might as well just cycle it Sunday, Monday. I could be there. Um, <clears throat> and not spend 150 bucks. So that was the, the idea there. And, um, and then I got on a couple of rideshare websites and stuff in the area, but nothing came up. And, uh, so I decided I'm just going to cycle just, you know, it's about <clears throat> 450 K to Watson Lake, something like that, 450, 460. And it's another 500 or so to Fort Nelson, which is your next top up. So um, I figured that would be now that I'm solo and I'm going east and the wind hopefully will not be as much in my face. Should be about four days right away. So I thought I'm just going to do it. So I went to the grocery store and I've topped up my food. And uh, well, I guess I could talk about that in my next one. So yeah, that is it. Um, my last day of cycling. Oh, my Garmin will be all messed up on it. I forgot to pause it and turn it off when I was in uh, Jeff Mike's patrol car. So all of a sudden I had a really fast section of about 65k. In the end, I think it showed my whole day at like 240 or 35, 250, something like that kilometers. So I, I don't really know exactly how far I rode. I'm not 100% sure of how much elevation, uh, elevation I rode, but... <clears throat> I'm predicting it was around 100 and 180 or 185 kilometers of riding that day. Um, elevation not so intense, probably a thousand meters or something. And uh, yeah, now I'm in Whitehorse. So there you have it. Uh, if you've been listening, hope you enjoyed it. I have had no more major breakdowns on that last day, thank God. And. Uh, yeah, you'll find out more later. So, ciao, and keep on pedaling.